Welcome to the In The Scope podcast, new perspectives in the scope of different lenses. I am your host, Joshua M. Hicks. Make sure to subscribe to War on Anchor, the home of the In The Scope podcast, on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the TuneIn app. And also, make sure to check out the War Media site at weareregalradio.com to get all the hottest and latest content on all things sports. Again, this is Joshua M. Hicks, and welcome to the In The Scope Podcast. Hope you enjoy it. We'll bring you down. We've got to stop and look around. Look around. Look around. Y'all know what time it is. It is the In This Go podcast with your boy Joshua M. Hicks. Senior writer for War Media. You can follow me on Instagram and the Twitter at Josh M. Hicks Media. And to this week's show, I got a very special guest of mine, a very big uh, friend of the War Media family, and someone that I've grown to, you know, I've been on the show with. And this dude is hilarious to me. I love this dude's uh, <laughs> character, man, and his personality. He is an hilarious brother, but he is someone that is a, he's an award winning journalist, Phoenix Suns beat reporter for the Arizona Republic. Dwayne Rankin, man. Dwayne, how you doing, brother? Yo, you 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 doing the uh, Steve Harvey intro? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. I'm good. Just busy, brother. You? Likewise, man. I appreciate you coming on. I know you a busy man. It's a lot going down where you at right now with the Phoenix Suns. So we're just gonna jump right into it, man. The big the big news of the NBA right now. The owners being investigated for racism right. and misogyny, um, you know, rumors and accusations. Um, and before we got on this interview and in the, uh, for the show, there's another report that recently came out that I'm pretty sure you're aware about regarding how mm-hmm. his wife has been sending text messages to former employees in the ways of intimidating them, according to, you know, ESPN or Right, right. right. So... Before we jump fully into what all this means, um, Dwayne, what was it? Where were you when you heard this news break out? Like, what was you doing? What was going through your mind when all this broke out? Well, uh, the thing is, I mean, everyone knew, you know, it was coming. It just was a matter of when, you know. Um, but after that tweet that went out, you know. People started doing due diligence, really. I mean, you know, I started making calls. So I knew I knew who had been talked to. And then I knew sort of a timetable of when it may come out. Now, I wasn't sure about the date, the exact date, but I knew it was coming, um, as did others. But, you know, so you're, so, you're, so you're talking with people and then they're telling you, okay, this is what I heard someone said, or this is what so-and-so said, so you, you, you're getting kind of a feel for it, but but nothing like what eventually came out. I mean, that was uh, some pretty uh, some pretty heavy stuff. And so uh, I believe I was, I, I was working, obviously. <laughs> so, so I was working and then, um, whoop, and I was like, okay, like, okay, here we go. And that was it, there wasn't no more, wasn't no, wasn't no reaction like, oh, wow, it was, okay, let's start. You know, with, dig up what you got already, 
look at this story and let's go from there. And that's what it's been ever since. It, it hasn't been a, uh, it's been it's been in mode really uh, trying to get to the next story. What's the next story? What's the next story? What's the next, what's the next? So, um, you know, when you do this, when you do this stuff, you, you know, you can't get caught up emotionally on how it's, how it's flowing. Cause you go, cause, cause my phone's been ringing off the hook since the story dropped. This is what I know. This is what I don't know. This is what I heard. Or have you heard this? So you're getting back and forth from all over the whole he said, she said. You, you're getting a lot of that after the story drops. So now it becomes how do you dissect that? Okay, what what needs to go in? What what doesn't need to go in? What should be taken? You know, you, you should take all of it seriously, but you have to determine a lot within all that. And so when you hear people talking about the process of it, taking it all in, there, there's truth in that and trying, trying to digest all of that. You mentioned how, you know, this was something that was building up. This, is not, this wasn't anything new. Like, when did this, all this really start for you? As, as a reporter, uh, reporting on this situation, when was it first, when, you, when did you really start, you know, reporting on this behind the scenes before it blew up to what it is now? Well, I mean, you would, I mean, you're getting, again, you're, you're, you're getting calls. Like, like, let's say something happens, like, for example, something happens with the season ticket prices going up. All right, then that leads to people commenting about Sarver. All right, well, he's, he, you know, they don't like him for this, or they don't like him because of that, or, you know, so then, um, you know, if you really look at it, you know, which is the irony of all this in a way, uh, when he hired Monty Williams, that was like a, a, a plus, you know what I mean? Like that took some of that sting out of people having issues with him. It was like, okay, he did, he did, he did a good thing now, you know? And then they go on to win and get to the NBA finals. And it's like, okay, he's all right. He's all right. You know, he's got these issues. Blah, blah, blah. He's all right. But then, you know, you know, when that tweet hit, that's that 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 resurfaced what you had heard in terms of, you know, now again, the fullness of it, I didn't know all of that. So what I knew was people questioning who we, you know, talking about him and not and being and disliking him. But you know, the whole racism and, and misogyny wasn't part of those com conversations that I had. And so, you know, you you know, I, I'm not trying to read between the lines. Okay, I, I like looking at the lines. So, so once that tweet hit, then you started talking with people, and then you're getting a little more, a little more of, of still he said, she said, but you're getting some of that. And then again, the story itself just you know took that and just took it to another place. So, um, so that's where we are right now. It's so, I feel like it's such a bad timing for the Sun for this to come out, especially with the Suns, because of their recent finals run, the, um, the connections that they that they made uh, with Chris Paul and getting him to come back, getting him to come back. You just re-signed Mikel Bridges to come back. Like you have a championship roster currently in place and to impede on that progress because now of this big situation coming out, I feel like it can be as impactful as potentially maybe Donald Sterling with, with the Clippers. Um, and, you know, we saw the behind the scenes of how that impacted players. 
Right. Um, do you think that could be a similar uh, position here with the Phoenix Suns, considering all the successes they had recently? Uh, recently? I mean, they got Chris Paul on the team, so if anybody can help them navigate through it, it's him. Because he just he went through it. So, um, you know, so they, they got right away somebody that fully understands what this what the the process of it. So that's one. Two, um, you know, you team, team every team is different. Every situation is different. You know, this might be something that 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 rallies them, you know, in a weird way. You don't ever want to look at something like this and because because you're talking about allegations of, of racism using the N-word. And I mean, most of the team, is, you know, they're African-Americans. So the coach is an African-American. The GM is an African-American. So, you know, that, 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 that's clearly something that, that has to be in their, on their minds when they're thinking about this. But, you know, basketball, some people don't like this, this theory, but it, it's, it's, you know, Chris Paul talked about it in a way, it's an escape. And so the game could easily be an escape for them and they, they could easily lock them in. I mean, they won five games in a row now. And now all of that wasn't during this, you know, when this dropped, but they're still, they're actually, they're, they're playing better basketball now than they did start the season, uh, you know, excluding the fourth quarter last night. But, uh, you know, so that, that stuff, you know, it just depends on the individuals, really. And if you have, who, who's to say what may affect them, what, what story may affect them, what, what news may affect them. So you have really no idea. And then, and then, 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 it, then it becomes a guessing game. Okay, if, say they were losing, and it's like, oh, they're losing because of this situation. So how do you, how do you judge that? Do you say, okay, they're winning because they're not thinking about it when you know they're thinking about it. If they're losing, say, well, that's why they're losing, but that you know, they have a job to do. I mean, so it, it's, it's, it's all the variables in trying to determine why they're winning or losing or whether this is going to affect how they play the game. Um, coaches talked about, Coach Williams has talked about that every team has distractions. And so this is clearly a distraction. So how they go about the day-to-day um, of it, because at any point in time, something can drop. And at any point in time, you know, the investigation's already started. So they, they already know, okay, clock's ticking. Now, how long is that going to be? If I, when I looked at the, uh, the, the, the Dallas Mavericks situation, I believe, you know, it was months I mean, it was a month of work. So I don't expect this to, to be over, you know, in a week. I expect this to, to run deep, and it could be the entire season and even beyond that before they come to the conclusion. So um, if it happens prior where the decision is made and then you start seeing some ramifications from it, then then, then that, could, that, that would be, as they say, the other shoe dropping. So... But right now, you know, they're they're just, you know, they're talking about focusing on basketball. But I'm sorry, you 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 can't. There's no way you can can hear what you heard, or read what you read, whether it's allegations or not, and not have it affect you. It's just there's, there's just no way that there's just no way of getting around that. Yeah, it's it's 
when I heard first heard about this, it really gave me Donald Sterling vibes. And we know how the Donald Sterling situation played out where Adam Silver ultimately right. stepped in and pretty much removed him from ownership and that allowed the new owner to come in. Um, I don't know if that could happen again, but in case it does, and Phoenix is going to be, can potentially have a new owner. Who would you ideally think would be the best candidate or a really good candidate to go for that ownership role? I, it's hard to really, to really say because, you know, you, I mean, ultimately you got to have the dollars. I mean, so that, that narrows the field. You know what I mean? Like, not too many people can, can be the majority owner of an NBA team. And the Suns' value was a lot higher than it was uh, when Sarver bought the team. So, you know, that, 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 that's, that's, a, that's really hard to say what, what kind of person you want. I mean, obviously the person has to have money, but, you know, I mean, that, that, that's just a tough call. I mean, you, 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 wanna, you obviously want someone that, you know, loves the game, enthusiastic about his players, wants the best for his players, wants his best for the, for the organization. And that, that would be, if I could just sum it up in a nutshell, um, that would be three huge things. Obviously, you got to have the dollars. Obviously, care for the players' welfare and the coaches and staff welfare. And, and if you can find someone who has those qualities, then you would think that the other stuff would take care of itself. But, you know, you're talking, you know, it's going to be a businessman or business businesswoman. You know, you don't know, but it's going to be someone that's involved in business. So it's still going to be about business at the end of the day, too. So that has to be taken into account. But uh, we're we're we're, uh, we're ways away from that. You know, I I I, I hear the you know um, the Sterling comparisons, um, but the major difference is they had the, the audio with Sterling, and right now I don't see any audio from, from Sarver. But with an investigation, you never know what can be dug up. So we'll see. Yeah, it's a it's a really sticky situation going on in Phoenix with, uh, with that. So I like I said, hopefully uh, that can be resolved and everything will be whatever comes up out of this can be resolved and handled in a in a professional way that needs to be handled. Um, especially, well, it'll be handled. It's just a matter of the results of. The, right. the, the investigation will, 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 will play itself out. How that, how those rulings uh, affect people is what's, is, is the real story to me. I mean, the ramifications are one thing, the results are one thing, but how it, what it makes others do, what it makes Sarver do, what it makes Sarver do, what it, what it makes other people in that organization do, that's, that's what you're waiting on. But what, what those results are and how that impacts other people. Yep, that that that's very true. That's that's very true. Um, everybody listening right now, you're listening to Dwayne Rankin of the Arizona Republic. Uh, Dwayne, obviously, before the season started, the Phoenix Suns pretty much did everything that they can to recoup the same rap roster from last uh, last year's right. finals run, and they re-upped Chris Paul. They re-upped the Cal Bridges. Um, but they didn't re-up DeAndre Aiden. Talks fell through reportedly because of a fifth-year deal that didn't happen. Right, right. Um, what was what from what from your reporting and what you've seen and heard behind the scenes? Um, 
what took place with that situation. And is there actually a chance that DeAndre Aiden really is going to walk away from the Suns past this season? It's just, you know, I mean, the Suns had a couple of things in leverage. One, Aiden's still under contract. So, you know, like they didn't have to give him a, a, a max extension. And that's obviously the issue. He, they wanted the Suns. I mean, Aiden wanted the max extension. You know, he wanted what you know, Trey Young and obviously Luca got the super max because of him being an all-star, but or all league, all league, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, you have Young, Michael Porter Jr., you know, uh, Shea, you know, getting, you know, getting max extensions. And he's like, you know, yo, you know, I just did my thing to help us get to the finals. So where's mine? So, you know, you're feeling disappointed. He's feeling disappointed. He's feeling disrespected. And I think that, you know, that 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 crept into the negotiation, you know, like, hey, you know, we're, we're, what's up? And and so that, that you know, you, you're getting obviously this, well, they didn't offer anything and then, or it, it didn't seem like really negotiations were going down and that's like sun side. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's just so much, it's the epitome of why the negotiations fell through. You've got two sides speaking two different languages. That's all you need to know to know why that didn't happen. So, so now, uh, you know, you're talking about a player who not only got to take into account that, but now that he's injured, now he's got to take into account his future. You know, because this is it. You know, th this season, a lot is riding on this. Now, if he would have got his got his money, then it, you know, then it'd be a different deal. But now, you know, this season, a lot's riding on the line, and and DeAndre Aiden may not be in a rush to get back. You know, you got to be a hundred, close to hundred percent his pocket. Don't listen. It's like football in the sense where, you know, they say everybody's hundred percent until they get hit, and then they're not hundred percent no more. Basketball is similar. It's not obviously the full contact sport, but once you get hurt, you know, that's bothering you probably, I would dare to say, for a good portion of the season. You know, you, you, know, you might be back on the court playing. You're not 100% once you get back. Then it takes time to get back. So, you know, he, 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 he's probably taking that into account. I don't know this for a fact, but he's probably taking, taking that into account now. In terms of his future, look, I got you know he has to be healthy to have the kind of season. Obviously, they, the Suns can you know the qualifying offer. I think it's like 16, 18 million, something like that. But look, man, they're in a situation right now where this is a he's a huge part of this team, and I thought honestly that the the, the majority of the Suns fans that, that they got behind him on this. You know, they have been really. And there was a time where they was, you know, it, it, was, it was all talking about Luca, Luca, Luca. Why didn't they pick Luca? They should have picked Luca. It was that was a whole talk. That's when Aiden's name came up. The next sentence was, they should have drafted Luca. After the finals, the narrative shifted a little bit, and then after him not getting paid, then it becomes, sons, what are y'all, you know, what, what what are you guys doing? How come you're not paying this guy? Especially, you know, when other guys were getting paid. 
So now, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot stern in this situation. And, and, you know, DeAndre Ayton, I look at him and, and I see a player that, that what's crazy about as good as he played in the playoffs, he could be even better. Like the, like the stick, the, the ceiling is just so high for the guy. Question is, will he ever reach it? And, you know, if the Suns truly believe that he can or get close to it, then something will get worked out in the summer. If they don't, that whole walking away that you're talking about, that's in the cards. You know, that, 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 the negotiations that they had before, after you're a restricted free agent, you know, teams can make offers and you can match it. But man, this this is this is this is why people talk about the importance of winning. Because that makes players view things differently. If the Suns were losing and this was a bad team. You know, this might be a whole, this might be going a whole different route. So I just think that that Aiden has so much going with within this right now. And hopefully for his, you know, I, I see, I, I see a young, a young man, you know, at this point in his career thinking and trying to navigate all this. And now with the Sarver situation, the contract, not playing. Ugh. it's a lot, it's a lot for him. And so we'll see how he responds to this because he's got guys around him that are, you know, you know, supportive of him, but he's needed for this team. Make no mistake about it. You know, you can have JaVale McGee playing, JaVale showing some good moments. You can have Frank Kaminsky showing some good moments. But at the end of the day, they're not doing what they need to do to try to win the championship without DeAndre A. And the Suns do know that. Yeah, that was that's you brought up a good point about how with the Sawyer situation taking place now, um, especially since this offseason, he couldn't they could the two couldn't come together on an agreement. I was wondering, and it probably and it may not have been reported or anything like that, and um you may or may not know, but I wonder how much of an impact since you said this has been slowly but surely brewing over right. time with the Sawyer situation, could that have also impacted those negotiations as well um, during that time frame? I don't know how long this has been taking place, but since you said it's been brewing right. for a while, do you think that could potentially play a role too, where you said it was talking two different languages? Maybe that was one of the languages, <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, but, I, but, but, you know, I mean, Sarver signs the checks. But I don't know if that if, if if that was part of it. You know, it's like Sarver's, you know, whole thing is okay, let James handle that. Let, James, let them let, let the GM handle that. So now, you know, but again, the GM is probably going back to the owner and saying, hey, look, how much money are we talking here? How much do we really want to spend on, on him right now? So that conversation had to have taken place. So, cause you got to figure out the dollars you, know, you got to figure out how much you're willing to pay. So, you know, that, 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 that conversation definitely went down. So, uh, you know, how much it impacted 
I'm, I'm sure that if again, if the, if the owner signs the checks, the GM has to know how much the owner was willing to pay, or the GM has to say to the owner, "Hey, look, we we should pay this," or however that went down, however that that conversation went between James Jones and Rob Sarver. Then James is taking that information and applying it to the negotiations with with, with Aiden's people. So, uh, but did that ultimately decide whether Aiden got the deal or not? It just feels like a lot more variables going on and outside of that. But make no mistake, I mean, it was over money and the team owner signs the checks. So I'll just leave it at that. That's true. That's true. I'll just leave it at that. You know, you can read into it, whatever, but if the team owner signs the checks and it was over dollars, and years for extension, yeah. Well, we know someone that didn't have a problem with that scenario in uh, Chris Paul. And <laughs> it took care of him right out the gate, which was the top priority. That was the top priority that, that you know, that take Chris, they, top priority was take care of Chris Paul first and then figure out the rest. So that, so the rest we've now, we now know. Yeah, we, we definitely do. Um, and clearly, like you said, it's slow. They had a, rough, a little bit of a rough start to the season. Um, yeah. But, one yeah. yep, one and three. But they made up for it. You know, they said, like I said, they're on a five-game winning streak. Um, with the West being as loaded as they are now, and even even more than last year, considering last year there was a lot of injuries that did take place that kind of helped right. their way a little bit, make easier paths to the finals. Right. Um, They'd be upset with you if, you if you repeated that to them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. That's something to do with it, though. We all know that. Yeah, so a little something. Little something. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kawhi out. Yeah, yeah, that's something to do with it. So, yeah. with that being said, um, where, do you, where is the ceiling for this season this, uh, this year? Where, how far do you think this team currently constructed can go? I mean, if, if eight, with a healthy, with a healthier Aiton, and everybody healthy, uh, I mean, they should be right there. I mean, they should be right there. I mean, it, it, it's so weird looking at the season because I, I expected Utah to do what they're doing. They're just a really good team. They, they, they just, you know, blundered the playoffs. And they, they should have been in the conference finals, at least. No Kawhi. They should have just, just been like, okay, let's get this. Let's handle the Clippers. And didn't. And so I think they're back on a mission. I mean, they seem to be playing like it. Golden State, wow. Uh, you know, Steph, and that's just insane what they're doing. Like, really, like, you're watching them play. Now, I know they've had some games where they play some teams that aren't very good, but so has Phoenix. You know, uh, so, so, so I'm looking forward to seeing when Golden State and Phoenix play three times in December. Uh, that, that can't come here soon enough. <laughs> to be honest with you. So uh, it can't come soon enough. But you're looking at Golden State, you're looking at Utah, you know, you're looking at Phoenix, Dallas, uh, you know, you're looking at, I mean, the Lakers is just a, such a mystery because, you know, guys have been hurt and don't know what's going on with, you know, you know Westbrook. And I mean, he's catching a lot of flack right now <laughs> for, what, for why it's going the way it's going. Well, and look, man, the, the, the dude is still a great player. He, he just trying to, he, he has things about his game 
that you just have to live with. And the turnovers is part of that. I mean, Suns have a situation here. Devin Booker turns it, he can be turnover prone, but they have a way of making it work when he when he does have those moments. So you know, the teams out there, you know, Dallas again, you know, Jason Kidd, I, I think that you're seeing a different kind of play a little bit. I like how they're using Brunson. Um, you know, like I like how they let him play with the ball and let Luca play off the ball a little bit more. I thought I thought it was too much Luca ball, um, you know, as far as that goes. But but when I look at when I look at just the, the teams, I look at the standings. You know, my whole thing has always been just seeing how you know teams start fast. Okay, can they sustain? And like I said, you know, I look at teams that really intrigue me early. Obviously, those are the top four that, that I just named, but teams that intrigued me early, man. Memphis, I'm, I'm telling you, man, that that yeah, yeah. they got a young team that's got some, mm, <laughs> got some dogs on that team, man. They're just young, like like it's sad that all that's not gonna stay together with like six, seven years, like it would be back in the day. Because they could really do some damage. So I, I'm curious to see who they end up keeping long term. But right now, man, I, I really like that team, man. I, I just like how they go about playing. And, and look, man, look, the Suns are right there because they've got two closers and Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Uh, they they st- And Mikael Bridges is growing. Like, you watch him play, and his confidence is insane right now. Like he, like literally, he thinks he can do whatever he wants. I mean, that's where it's where we're at right now. I mean, he he's always had like a little cockiness to him. You know, you ha- it's subtle. You know, you'd have to really know him, know him who, who he is. But yo, man, he he's feeling it right now. I mean, you know, ninety mil. He he's just like yo, I'm here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm about I'm about I'm about to make this happen. And so he's playing well, and they're not shooting ideally the way they want, but they'd have to have some good games of shooting the ball. So, I mean, those, those, those are the five teams that I'm looking at, along with, obviously, the Lakers. Um, curious to see Denver, you know, never Murray can get back. But the Clay Thompson, if he comes back 80% of himself, Joining what they got going right now. They're the best defense in the league with the with the most prolific shooter in the league, with arguably one of the best defend with, with, with arguably the best defender in the league. And just young gunners who are just who, who went through some trial and error yeah. when they were losing. And now they feeling like, you know, they are they've arrived. Uh like I said. December can't get That Christmas game is gonna be fire. I'm telling you. So let's 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 can we fast forward. But I, I, the West is tough, but there are some teams that a lot of these teams have beaten, like New Orleans is struggling, Houston is struggling. They they kind of been in that mix of losing to these top teams. So when these top teams finally start playing each other, I'm curious to see how that all plays out. But but uh the, the top is thick. And the Clippers are, I wouldn't sleep on the Clippers either. Paul George, he's yeah. balling. Yeah. He's balling. Like, I mean, it's like he's he back in Indiana style, you know, putting yeah. up even greater numbers, you know. So he's balling. So he's holding it down. So, I, I, you know, there's a lot of great teams 
good, great to really good teams. Cause that, that word great, it just gets thrown around a bit too much for me. Like every, like I'm hearing teams that got like two wins. We got a great team. No, you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you had a great team, you wouldn't have just two wins. I mean, there's no offense to it. I mean, I get what they're saying. You know, they're confident in what they have, but let's just, let's just stop throwing that word around. Like it's just, you know, no, 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 no. There are great teams, you know, yeah, some of y'all are not great teams. You know, yeah. just, just 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 chalk it up as it is. You, you know, you're not a great team. You maybe have some great players, really good players, but you know, you're not a great team. So the teams that are great are the ones that are winning. And then you, if, if you got injury issues, okay, then that's that's affecting your greatness. Lakers being a prime example. Uh, but I, I, I will I, I'll just close out and saying, listen. Carmelo Anthony, he's doing it, man. Yeah. Like this guy, man, he is doing it. Like I'm sitting there, really, I'm like, I didn't know how this was, how that was going to work, playing with that team. But I think the best thing that happened to him was the Portland situation, yeah. because he learned how to play off ball and learn how to be, not be the guy. You know, Dame, Dame, Dame was Dame's the guy. So he's playing off of Dame, Dame Lillard. And now he he's just taking that experience and moving it over. He's fully accepted the idea of him being a role player. He's thriving, man. He's like, like Derek Rose to me set the standard. Yeah, he can be a great player and then not, and then you're not the guy, but you're still contributing. But Melo got a more offensive boom than, 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 than D. Rowe. D. Rowe still has to dribble and do all this other stuff to kind of get his get it going. Melo would shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. You know, so yeah. the, the Lakers have something with him. How they can manufacture all that the rest of it, curious to see where they are a month from now. That that's that's true. And I also I'll even take it a step further with Melo. I think what really prepared Melo for Portland was really Olympic Melo. Right, right, right. Because Olympic, because Melo was, had to play off the ball and his best role was to catch and shoot, which is what he's already doing now right. in Los Angeles. Now, Melo needs to come back around on the road games, dude only shooting 6% from the three on the road. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, <laughs> you got to get You know what I mean? Yeah, at home is another story. But you're right, though. His role three is 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 under shaky okay like it's yeah. like there's shaky and then there's below shaky it's <laughs> below shaky but uh yo man at least he under he understands how what his role is yeah they're still trying to figure it out with russ and and, and, and part of that's going to be partly on russ part of that i think is on lebron to help him understand that and quite frankly part of it's the coach man Coach has yeah. got to be like, listen, this is this is what it is. And Frank Vogel, man, boy, if, if, if it goes down, I know Russ will catch probably the heat, unfortunately, for him. Vogel going to be a close second. If not, I think Vogel will be gone. I think Vogel will be That's what gone. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it don't work, I mean, because they're not supposed to have this roster, okay, when they had no money. You were like, how, what are they going to do? And they went from what are they going to do to coming up with this? And then now you don't 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know either, man. It's it's LA is a unique story for sure. Yes, it is. But especially now that when you compare it to your Phoenix Suns, I mean the connection is very really it's very unique. You're talking about a Lakers team with the uh, with the LeBron James that does appear to be more human year by year now. Right, they keep saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With his with his injuries and everything right, taking place, right. having a hard time staying healthy. Right. You may have to look at do see what Chris Paul did because even though Chris Paul been hurt, dude's been well, he switched over to that plant diet. Chris changed his diet. <laughs> he changed his diet. Yeah, but Chris, Chris, Chris is a below the rim player, and LeBron's an above the rim player. But 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 you just mentioned the Suns about the uniqueness of their situation. That's why it was important for them to keep their core. Yeah. Because guys know each other. You know what I mean? Like they they, they were ahead of the game. Everybody else in that sense. That they're keeping everybody now. I do think the Tory Craig loss is a lot more significant than what it appeared to be when they when he went to Indiana. And then they they they're missing Sarge because if they had Sarge, then they could play a different way. Where you know, in terms of him coming out there, and he could be a a, a smaller five or bigger four. And uh, Sarge is a good player, man. So they're missing him. They're missing him. But they have that chemistry there. And Chris just, you know, he holds people accountable. Devin is growing as a leader. Like I said, they obviously close. And then they got Jay Crowder. He's a leader. Mikel's growing. Aiton, uh, we haven't seen him really enough. But, you know, as long as, I mean, if he gives them the double-double that he's been giving them, you know, they'll, they, they, they can live with that. They'll be fine with that. But I think he wants to give more. Uh, because again, it's a contract year, but I do think that that chemistry that they built last year is carrying over to this year, even in this situation, and that's helping. That you know that they 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 know how the other person thinks and how they react to things, and sometimes knowing what somebody will do can help you prevent them from doing something. You know what I mean? Like if you know, okay, well, yeah, we know how he is. Come on, man, let's, let's talk to him. Let's just get him right, you know, because he could, you know, do this or that. You have, you have that understanding of each other. And I always, always poke fun at this situation with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the guy, when he, when he comes to your house, you're like, damn. <laughs> Tell us all what to do. <laughs> He's that uncle that shows up and you're just like, damn. Uncle Ray, come over here and tell me what I didn't do last week, you know. Right. That's what he is. He comes in and he just tells you, okay, you need to do this. 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 Hey, you. I, mean, I forgot about you. You need to do that over there. <laughs> and it's like, he just, he's dead. I mean, it's, it's like this. Yeah. All the time. And that's why winning is so big because if they were losing, that would be like, that, 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 that wouldn't register the same. But because, you know, in, is they're winning and it registers with the guys that okay and and that's why I was big last year to get to the finals because now Chris Paul says hey look man you need to be doing this it's like okay he's right I mean they already respected him coming in but then he showed them and now it's just carryover and it's just you know it's like he has more power on that team than probably any team he's ever been on. Mm. In terms of just that voice that you gotta listen to, you gotta hear, you can't 
you know, he's having like, you know, he's like I say, he's having sit downs with individual with DeAndre Aiden where they're going over film. Like, it's insane. Like, like I don't know. Like, I'm sure it happens around the league. I'm not gonna say this is the only. This is the like an ISO situation, but I mean, he, he, he's he's in the coaches huddle during timeouts. I don't know any. I don't know. I do not know. I've ever seen that consistently where the coaches are getting ready to huddle and Chris Paul is over there talking amongst the coaches. I, I mean, it's like, like that's their sanctuary. And Chris Paul just walks in it like, hello, I'm here. This is what I'm seeing. Like, and I wonder, I do wonder though, is that because of his relationship with Monty Williams? Oh, no question. Because, no you know, question. like you said, Monty Williams, he pretty much coached him as a rookie. Right, there's, there's, there's the time no in the and they built that rapport building up to now. So I think that can play a role in why he has such a big fight oh, it is a role. because of Monty Williams. Yeah, it's a huge role. I mean, that's it. I mean, Monty even said that he welcomes it. I don't know if other coaches would be welcoming that. I'm sorry. Because a coach feels like, I'm the coach, you're the player. I'm a professional coach, you're the player. I get that you're managing egos and all that, but there's still something to say that I'm the coach. And Monty Williams just seems he, 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 he welcomes it. He's like, he's like him and Chris talk all the time. Like all the time. Hmm. Like they're watching games and from separate homes and texting each other during the games and not a game that they're playing in or the game that they're watching it themselves. It's of Mavs Nuggets, something like that. And they're watching the game. Texting, I mean, come on, man. That's that's. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it goes down with other teams, but that's insane. Like they're waiting until four or five o'clock start watching games every night when they're not playing. Insane. <laughs> so yeah, that, that chemistry that is part is huge. That chemistry part on is on a lot of levels is why this team able to respond to one and three and win five in a row. And some of those wins have been ugly. Like they haven't all been pretty. Matter of fact, if I go through all five of them, I can find something went wrong. Like that fourth quarter last night where they just, it was, it was, it was, it was self-destruction. You headed for self-destruction. It was bad. It was bad. It was so bad, man. So then they won. So they go, they're, they're good with it. They won. I mean, they're, happy, they're unhappy with how they won. Like Monty Williams said last night, he said they're not giving it back. So there yeah. it is. That's true. Uh, yeah. that, that's very true. Um, let me ask you this real, one of the last few questions I have. Who's, because obviously, I think the last time I was on the show with you, it was about the Suns going deep into the playoff. I think it was playing the Clippers. And you right. talked about, um, how Mikel Bridges needed to be that X factor for them to get over the hump. How much of a how much of how much of a continuancy does that need to be for the Suns to make it deeper to the playoffs? I think it's huge for them, especially now that he has signed that $90 million deal. You know, you right. got to show up and improve every year now. You got to live up to that contract that you that you that you got. Right, right. Um, but like you said, Mikel Bridges is a is a growing two-way player. Um, right who is very sound and very high IQ-like uh, guy that is big, especially on the defensive end. I think he plays a huge role defensively when you talk about that backcourt with Jay Crowder. Um, 
and Devin Booker slowly but surely improving defensively along with Chris Paul. Um, how much of an impact do you really think Nicole Bridges has to be from an X-Factor perspective for the Suns to really get back to the NBA Finals? If they're not going to run any offense through Aiden, which we just don't know because we, again, haven't seen Aiden enough. If, if, if the offense, if they're not going to have a second of the offense that runs through Aiden, where he's getting more shots. Aiden shoots the higher percentage, but it's all in the paint. So it was like, are you going to make Aiden a priority offensive on the offensive end? Um, right now, they don't, they, you know, they just, they're just playing, you know, with perimeter and then pick and roll and then, you know, lobs to JaVale or Kaminsky in the pocket, you know, so, so, so they figured out a style without Aiden right now. And so I'll be curious to see how that, how that evolves once Aiden gets back, but which could be a while, by the way, um, considering how, what I saw yesterday in terms of him rehabbing. Um, he, just don't, he just don't look right right now. So I, I don't know, but we'll see. But uh, Mikhail is just, uh, I mean, they, they've been talking about they need that third score, and Mikhail could be that third score. I mean, he's capable of giving you 16, 18 a night. Um, you know, if, if, he's, if he's being aggressive, because they want him to be aggressive. Because think about Mikhail, he can score in a multitude of ways. He scores off cuts. He has a little dribble now getting to the mid-range. He can get all the way to the basket. He shoots threes. Um, you know, he has pull-up game. He don't have that floater yet, but because he's so 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 long, you know, his, his, his mid-range is like, I don't know how you're blocking that. Because it's like he's shooting it high anyway, and, he, and he's got arms for days. So... He's someone that, and I've been, you know, saying this, and defensively, it was, you know, he, he's one of the best in the league now. I mean, he, now, now he's got the reputation of that now. That helps him in terms of how he can defend people. He can be more aggressive. Now with the non-basketball moves, he can be even more aggressive in terms of, you know, laying on people or reaching for the ball. And he was he was picking up Trey Young nearly 94 feet. And I'm sitting there going, and we know Trey gets it done. This, this, this is no no knock on Trey Young. We know he, we, he gets shots. I mean, he was even, like, he was shimmying on the Suns in that fourth quarter when I, <laughs> he, hit a, he hit a three and he shimmied on him. I'm like, oh, this game, this is this could be problematic for the Suns, but the Suns ended up winning the game. It was wild. That's what I mean, another example of an ugly win. But Mikhail, I think in the ideal world, and this is very ideal, in the sense of it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> but, it, but you know, I think ideally, Chris Paul would not have a problem being the third leading scorer and averaging 15, 14, 15 assists, doing what Steve Nash did late in his career and letting someone else be the third leading scorer, I mean, second leading scorer. And that person should be DeAndre Ayton theoretically, because he's the more talented player. But it could be Mikhail Bridges if he's more aggressive, if he continues to be aggressive. He had stretch last night where he was, he was going for it. And I was like, wow, like he's getting to the basket, he's pulling up, he's just pulling as he's shooting threes. It was that third quarter when they made that, when they really got out big up by 24. He just doesn't do that consistently enough. The players want him to do it. Chris Paul wants him to do it. 
Devin Booker wants him to do it. When your two stars are co-signing, shoot the ball more, then it's, then it's just on, on him to be more aggressive. So if he's more aggressive, he could, he, could, he could average. I think Chris Paul would be quite content being a third leading scorer and then closing out games, you know, when they need a bucket. Because he can, because he's still, you put the ball in his hands. I mean, it's, it's amazing how someone of his size can still get any shot he wants. I mean, it's just like, it's wild. Like you're watching and you're going, this guy's 17 years in the league. And he just gets wherever he wants on the court. Like, when's somebody gonna knock him on his ass? See what happens. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, I've seen other guys, they just they just like, yo, no, no, we're not having this. And again, it's you know, we're in a different era. I, I keep thinking we're in a different yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. Era's a little change. I mean, they're trying to bring I, it back at scene. I, I keep thinking I used to see AI get knocked, just getting knocked down. <laughs> yo, like, yo, yo, come on, man. Hey, come on. Okay, this is rough stuff y'all doing to the AI, you know what I mean? But he get right back up and, and go at it. But so it's like, I just wonder, you know, I, I, I think that the, he, that Chris Paul would be content in that role. Now, I personally don't think it's going to happen. I think they still need Chris Paul to, to score big. Um, but if Mikael Bridges was more aggressive and took on that role of, I'm trying to get 19, 20 a night. I'm trying, that's, that's the goal. But he's just not that player as of right now that just, you know, it, I don't want to call it hunting shots, but just, you know, go, go, go get a, go get your shot. Mm -hmm. All right. Not just in the offense. Okay. You got the ball, boom, boom, go get your shot. Uh, whether that's, you know, creating for it. Cause he doesn't create to shoot threes yet. He creates to get mid range. See, there's certain guys that can do all three. They get to the basket. They create mid-range and they create the shoot threes. That's Steph. That's James Harden. That's that's elite guys. Mikhail has got probably in terms of creating, he's probably got he got the mid-range, he's close. He can get to the basket in the half court, but he scores in transition, which is what he's a finisher, which is what you know a lot of guys you know, that create off the bounce aren't also the finisher of, of, of transition stuff where you just throw it ahead, you know. And, and I mean, there's those guys, there are guys out there that can do that, but he could be that third, he could be that second leading scorer if he was more aggressive. But I don't know if that's in him to do that. But I think Chris Paul would be fine with being the third scorer, knowing that if the game's close at the end, you know, his whole, you know, his takeover, you know. So I think he would be fine with that. Um, but I don't know if Mikhail is ready to take on that responsibility. Because if you, because that's like, even for example, when they had Oubre there, um, Oubre was going for it. I mean, he was putting up, I mean, it reached the point you look at this box score, you're like, ah, Oubre took more shots in depth. I mean, you saw it more times than you probably would think. That Ubre was going for, but Ubre ended up being the second leading scorer on the team hmm. because he was, you know, he was taking shots. He was being aggressive. Can Mikhail get in that mode of being aggressive and taking more shots? 
You know, I think if he did, then Chris Paul would be cool with being a third guy and been and averaging a boatload of assists and just taking over in the fourth quarter when necessary. So, so that's that, just an interesting dynamic that that that's, that is a possibility, but I doubt it. I doubt I doubt it happens. Um, but it could. But if it did, that would change this team um, in a lot of ways because they because because Mikhail it would show that. You know, it will show that that continual growth that he's that he's been showing. So, yeah, very interesting to see. Hopefully, that can happen. Um, I would love to see that happen. And like you mentioned earlier, I love to see the league get it more physical too. Because the Jokic situation was hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious to see that. Even though you know, basketball wise, as a player, you know, you don't want to do that. It's not right. Right, right, right. But, you know, being a little tough, a little bit more physical out there, making it difficult on each other. They have some passion behind you, what you do. I mean, you know, right. it's like out of the league as a late. So to see that, all right, cool. I can mess with that a little bit. I can mess with that a little bit. <laughs> that was a little rough. I was like, wow. But Jokic did that in the did that in the playoffs against the Suns. He he found uh, I can't remember who it was, but Devin got in his face like, yo, what's this all about, man? What are you what what were you doing? Um, so. You know, Jokic, Jokic has been like, you know, he's, it's interesting because it's like, he seems like he's this unassuming guy. You know, when you talk to him, he's, he's hilarious. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, you know, the dude is funny. Like if you sit and do an interview with him, he is hilarious. So to see kind of this mild-mannered, funny, uh, skilled, highly skilled basketball player, you know, go robbing on somebody. That was, that was pretty wild, you know, uh, to see that happen. So especially with one of them, one of the Morris, one of the Morris twins. Now the Morris twins, they ain't got no problem, uh, <laughs> you know, doing what they do. You know, they, 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 they come at you. So for him to do that against one of those two, uh, I'm like, whoa, Morris the Morris the Morris twins is, is, is some rough riders, <laughs> and, and he went at one of them like that. Okay, you know, and then the brother, the Jokic brothers are saying, I mean, I don't, I mean, that look, man, we don't need WWF, you know, <laughs> WCW, we don't need, don't need that in the game, but I just, it's just wild. I'm like, wow. That this whole scene has been crazy. So I, I was, I was surprised to see Jokic's reaction like that. I, I, I thought when I initially saw the, the 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 play, I thought, oh, Jokic is just gonna get in his face, and then they're gonna you know break it up or whatever. But then he just boom, like Jokic's a big boy. You know what I mean? He's a big man, right? He ain't, he ain't no, he, 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 he's not. Uh, what's my man um, in Orlando? The, the skinny, the, the skinny, skinny brother. I can't think of his name. Mo. Uh, oh, Mo Bamba. Yeah, he's not him. Mm-mm. He got a lot, lot more weight behind him. So, so that was wild. I was surprised that he that he took it there. And so, uh, it'd be very interesting to see. I don't know. Has he been suspended? Not that I know. Not that I know. I mean, I would be. I wouldn't. I would be shocked if he wasn't suspended for that. But I don't know how many games, but I would be shocked if he wasn't. I mean, because that was just in the back. That's a that's a sportsmanlike conduct in football. 
Yeah. You know, 15 yards and ejection, which <laughs> he got ejected. So, so, so yeah, I don't know how long that 15 yards going to be. They're going to be two games, five games, three games. Very curious to see how the NBA, because they got to set a tone. You can't just allow a player to right. do that, even though he felt disrespected on the, on the front end of that. Can't allow a player to do that because if you start allowing that, now you got a league that's that's out of control where you're seeing like Kirk Rambis getting clothesline in the in the in the in the finals. Uh, and you you can just YouTube it. You we, I know you're young, so you can just you can just YouTube that if you want to see what Mikhail. I think it was Mikhail hey, clothesline yeah. Kirk Rambis and then Kareem and Bird and. You know, Doc choking uh, Larry Bird. See, 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 that's 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 eighties, man. That's that, that's that rough stuff. See, see that 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 that's that rough stuff. These guys now, you know, they they, they don't have to worry about some of that. But if you allow stuff like that to continue, but what Jokic did, you get back to the eighties real quick. Now, you know, you get back to that if if, if you start allowing that. So they got to do something. And, and, and the suspension is the only way you got you got you got you got to empty his pockets a little bit suspension to really send the message like this is this this, this isn't tolerated so I'm curious to see what the nba does yeah I, I am too man i am too what you got coming up man what, what's what's new that you know our, our audience should be following and checking up on you man like what you got coming up for us i mean it's, it's look it's sarver until it's over it's Arbor, it's the Suns. You know, I got a couple stories coming later, um, but some other stuff. I mean, it's not just Sarver, but that's that's the focal point. I mean, that's where it is. I mean, the, the season is going on. You got to respect it. And <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. You got to respect the, the season. You got to cover the season because because your readers still want to know what you think or about what's going on with the game. So that you you can't ignore that. But can't know what's going on with these allegations and the investigation now underway. You know, like I said, the phone is ringing off the hook. So, you know, there's things to be written and said. And I know I have a, another starver story this week for sure, at least one more, if not two. But then, of course, they got a road trip coming up. Uh, they're playing Memphis. I can't wait at Memphis. I, I can't wait. I, you know, because uh, I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know if Dylan Brooks is back. I'm getting ready to look it up right now to see if Dylan Brooks is back. But if Dylan Brooks is back, this guy loves him some Devin Booker. Like he just like he sees red when he when he plays when 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 Booker when he plays against Booker. Now they're saying he'll be back in the lineup pretty soon. Not given the date, it looks like. But listen, man, if Devin if if, if Dylan Brooks is back. Uh, oof. <laughs> I'm telling you, that could be fun. That could be big fun right there. So, uh, you know, they don't want to put a timetable on it, but but then you like I said, you got Memphis, and they're playing Houston again. I like that Jalen Green kid. Um, I just think you know he's got to hit the weight room. Yeah. Once he does yeah. that, it's a wrap. I mean, the boy can. I mean, he can get. I mean, he he's fluid. He can shoot a little bit. Get to the get to the cup offensively. The guy has no limits in, that I can see right now. He just needs to be strong. He needs to get stronger. And then they play Minnesota in the second of a back to back. And so you know that's always every time every time Phoenix plays 
Minnesota is the whole Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns storyline and Towns and you know, there's Suns fans here that love love to have Carl Anthony Towns play with Devin Booker here. I mean, it's, it's insane, man. Like, you know, Towns is a hell of a player. Uh, you know, but that 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 talk kind of lessened after they got to the finals with Aiden. Right. That was another thing. You know, we talked about the talk with Aiden. That was another thing. People, Suns, some of Suns fans have been wanting Carl Anthony Towns instead of Aiden. You know, but you heard less of that after they made that run with Aiden playing so well in the postseason. So, but yeah, they got three games on the road. So obviously, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be on the road. Uh, you know, trusting our friendly airlines to make it happen. So I'm not sitting there waiting four hours to fly out. So um, I'm praying every day, brother. I mean, really. Like when I show up at the airport, all jokes aside, when I show up at the airport, it's like this, for real. Because it's crazy out here, man, what's going on with these power outages. Yeah. You know, at different, uh, at different, you know, there was one here in Phoenix. There was one when I was flying out of Portland. Like, yo, let's do something. Okay, to get this fixed, you know, get this resolved. It's too much, too much of that going on for it to be off. So, uh, but lastly, I'll just leave you. I tell you what, man. Uh, the Bulls, y'all got something there in the shot now. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I, I know, y'all a little cautious about it. I know you're a little cautious about what 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 might be happening there. But I'm telling you, man, that that first five, six, seven dudes, they got some dudes, you yeah. know. Um, and I've always liked Levine um, because I think that I, his potential was 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 high too. You know, his ceiling was high. Now you're starting to see that. But um, I, I, Alonzo, I, I get it. You know, he's he's, he's solid. Um, the big boy they got last year. Um, you know, in there, but the Rosen to me has yep. been the difference with this team. I mean, this guy, you know, they talk about the whole pros pro thing, that gets thrown out there a lot. But this dude is that and can still get you points, still get you buckets, you know, and yep. uh, he, he, he's, he's just a really good player. Like, I used to have debates all the time buddy of mine and uh he would win them all he would win them anyway i i just i just we used to argue who would you take the rosen or paul george and i was always on the rosen he was like man paul george shoots the three paul george does this paul paul george does that i was like look man i'm not knocking all that i agree i agree wholeheartedly with you but i know what i'm gonna get with the rosen every night i don't know what i'm gonna get every night with Paul George. Now this was back a few years ago. Right. Um, when he was, uh, I think Paul George is, is, is playing the best basketball of his career. Now, so this, this isn't today's Paul George we're talking about. We're talking about years earlier, Paul George, before he got to the Clippers. Right. Uh, so this was before that, when he was still a great player, but he just had moments where he just didn't, 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 didn't play well. And I'm not saying DeRozan didn't, 
because cause I didn't even know where he was when they played the Cab that one year in the in the conference finals. Like I was looking for him, like where he at? You know, like I can't find you. Like I was wondering where, you know, they get lost. Because him and Lowry just didn't show up for that series when they when they you know had a shot to get to the finals. But that all being said, the Rosen man, he's a consistent player, he's tough, he can get to the rim, his mid-range is insane. He's one of the few guys that have lived with that and not tried to be this volume three-point shooter. He's physical. He's just he's, he's just a really good player. And he's solidified that team. And they've beaten the Jazz and they've beaten Brooklyn. Oh, man. You know, it's like I know Philly. It seemed like Philly might have a number. But uh, that's okay. The, the Bulls now know, okay, look, that's that's the team right there. You know, we know that we got to handle that. But they beat Brooklyn. That's a big win. And I thought the Utah win was big, you know, at that moment. And then beating, then have a couple stumbles and then come back and beat uh, and beat Brooklyn, you know. And plus, I mean, I, I'm, I got a little issue with Coach Donovan still, but we're still homies, you know. Um, we're still homies, see, and I'm gonna leave you with this because 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 I'm 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 done because I got to get back to work. Here's the deal: I'm gonna tell you this quick Billy Dominic story. You can keep it, take it, leave it, sub it out, whatever. I was at I'm a Marshall University grad, so Billy Donovan shows up. He was coaching under Patino, and Marshall, look, man, needed some help. All right, <laughs> needed help bad. Basketball was, was was bleak. And so we hired Billy Donovan. And it was like, wow, okay. I remember Billy, Providence, Final Four, played for Patino, coached under Patino, Kentucky. They were shooting a bunch of threes. This is Mashburn and all that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hire him, bring him in. Shows up, puts on the, the green jacket. Like, okay, this is this is real. We 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 got a coach now. Okay, then <laughs> he goes, yeah, we trying to we we're, we're going to do this. He's talking that style of play, and they're going to shoot a bunch of threes. They're going to play whatever, and they did. They they were they were playing games at ten o'clock at night. They was playing in Nevada. They was they was going all over the place getting games just to get on television. Yeah, we're going to go to Sweet Sixteen. Come on, man, we didn't go to Sweet Sixteen with Hal Greer. He's, he's top 75 players of all time. Now you're going to go to Sweet 16 with guys I ain't never even heard of before. Come on, man. Then he goes, get into the Elite Eight. Philly, stop it, man. You can be honest with us, all right? It's okay. You can say we're going to just try to improve as a program and leave it at that. Don't come at us with this Elite Eight stuff. It's not happening, all right? We'll take a conference championship, okay, and just get in the tournament. How about that? So anyway, Jay Will, Jason Williams, he signs with Marshall, largely because of Billy Donovan, probably solely because of Billy Donovan. He shows up freshman year, all in. I mean, he doing it. You know, he, he was distributing like he did. You know, he still, you know, that was his game, get other guys involved. They beat our rival, WVU. I was like, yo, it's about to go down for real. 
You know, like we got you know, we got some with this right here. We got shooters, we got a big man, and we now we got a point guard that can play. Oh, it was on. And then Donovan takes the job at Florida. I can respect that. You know, you you you're next, you, you want to be coaching the SEC. I get that. Jason Williams goes with him. So he takes the best player we got after just one season head, Marshall. And Jason Williams goes to Florida, red shirts, then he plays, then he goes to the league and obviously becomes one of the uh, most exciting players in the league. And you think he could have did that at Marshall for another year or two, <laughs> maybe? Yeah, yeah, he could have. Like, it was just wrong, man. You know, and it caught a lot of flack. You know, people in Huntington was upset. They talking about suing. Every, I mean, it was like, it was big, big, big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about one of the best athletes ever played in the state comes to Marshall, and then it don't, and then it don't work out. Now, we got, we got Moss to come play. We got Moss play football. That, that made up for it a little bit. Because I'm a hoop guy. So I was, you know, Moss would have played basketball. I, that would have really made up for it. But I'm a hoop guy. So I'm sitting there like, yo, what's up? So later on in life, covering the SEC basketball tournament. Are you, I've never done this before. So after Billy Donovan was done, comes out, he's done his dinner interview. I'm waiting for him outside of the, outside of the door. Yeah, waiting for him outside of the door. He comes out, I said, coach, probably don't remember me, but Marshall grad and uh, you know you were talking a lot of big stuff you know about leading uh, Marshall to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight I got press pass on everything I don't even care at this point you know like like yo this is my home my hometown city my hometown university and you left us high and dry and took our best player so I'm like yo man what's up with that you know you made some promises. What's up? He goes, I was saving those for when I went to Florida. I said, oh, you know, okay. That's cool. That's cool, coach. You know, I, I, I can respect that. He was laughing. I was laughing. You know, every time I've talked with him since, it's been cool. He's been cool. He's been good to me. But uh, I had to get it off my chest, man. You know, he, he set the program back a few years with that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he like that. But he's a he's a great coach. He's a great coach, and so I think you're seeing that. When they made that hire initially, it was like, but you're seeing, you know, he's a good, he got he got he's got players. You still have to have players. A lot of guys that can coach don't have players. Got right. players that they need to get a little deeper. Maybe when Kobe White comes back, curious how that works. But they got a team, man. Bulls, y'all, the Bulls fans, y'all, y'all should be proud, man. You know. Yeah, maybe maybe this can buffer off that Scotty Pippen nonsense. <laughs> Scotty, my brother. <laughs> wow. I don't know what's wild in his hair or what he's saying about Mike. It is absolutely insane. Come on, Scotty. Hey. I love Scotty as a player, but yo, Scotty right. got to get off his chest. You know what, Scotty? Say you say what you got to say, bro. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I just, I just want to, you know, read his book. I want to read his book with his spirits, with his spirits, and uh, no question, 
Just see what just see what I'm what, buying the book. Is it out yet? Came out today. I actually got oh, oh. it to me. So you know it's what? you know what? It's at the hey. house at the residence at the other residence right now. I get it tomorrow. So hey, I'm right there with you. I might get it tonight because it's only 744 here. So some something's open that has it. So I'm about to do this Google, I'm about to get off of here, do a little work, do this Google search, see where it's at. I got to read this because Scotty is just unloading. Damn, folks. Bruh. Yeah. It, <laughs> I got to check it out. I got to check it out. And no I, doubt. One the, no doubt. One of the few people that, you know, openly wrote and commented about how DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine will work when millions of people said it wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's, so. That's cool you, shit. It's in my yeah. back pocket. You know, I got to put that in my back pocket. You know. Oh, no, you got to pull that out. I ain't no putting in the back pocket. <laughs> you you, you got to spend that money any chance you get. You put that in your back pocket when they, if it don't work. Right now it's working. You got to spend that a little bit. Yeah, you got you got to put that out there. Yeah, I was one of the few that believed that it would work. I I, I didn't see why I wouldn't. I mean, you right. know, Levine. To me, they I, I get they kind of play similar, but Levine's game is more spread out um, than I think. And he has a different way. The Rosens is, is a is a downhill player. Yeah, Levine is all over the board with it, and uh, so I think that 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 plays well. Compliment. I think they complement each other really well. I, I, again, Lonzo being the guy that you know wants to control, you know, as far as be a distributor and everything. But you can put the ball in the Rosens' hands or Levine's hands. You can get a bucket. You, yeah. you, you, you've got you got two guys that can do that for you. You got a team. That's what the Suns have. That's what the Lakers, when they're when they get everybody right, will have. Uh, Dallas kind of has that. Golden State, you know, they're doing it by, you know, the ball move. But you know, you can get a ball to Steph, and he had some shots there last night. I'm sorry, he, he's. I mean, I ain't never seen nothing like that. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, the accuracy and the way he gets off shots. There's guys that get off shots like that, right? But to hit him. Like he does. Come on, man. Like I said, let's get December here, man. Let's get it here now. Suns, Warriors, three games in December. I keep stressing it. I keep promoting it. It's got to, I can't wait till it happens. So, yeah. So, so we're good. If we need anything else, brother, let me know. Let me know. Cause, you know, I got I, 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 I got stories to do. Cause if I don't, oh, man. Then I'll be calling y'all for a job. We trying to wrap it up. We trying to wrap it up. Just get everybody your social media real quick where they can find you. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end this thing out. There it is. There it is. Uh, Dwayne Rankin, D-U-A-N-E-R-A-N-K-I-N on Twitter. And then um, I have an Instagram that is, is, is growing just slowly. It's, it's, it's a slow <laughs> drip right now. Uh, Rank Barnes. I don't want to get into explaining why it's called that. It's just a long story. So it's a tribute. <laughs> It's a tribute to one of my homies, but uh, he gave me that nickname. So I, I'm not going to explain why that, because that's a whole nother episode. It don't need to be, you know how they say the revolution will not be televised. <laughs> Knowing how that name came will not be televised either. It's not nearly as serious, but it's not getting out there. Not, 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 not today. Maybe when it blows up, I'll do a post explaining it. But right now, no, nah, we're not going there. So, uh, but yeah, that's my answer. Hey, man. 
good to have, good to be on, man. Like this, this is cool. Like Kyle, you tell Kyle, emails, man. The guy is he's super persistent. I'm like, yo, man, I got it. All right, we'll we'll, 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 we'll make it happen. But that's my dog. So that's my dog. So everything is cool, man. Appreciate having me on and keep doing your thing, brother. Keep handling your business, man. You're doing good work. So I'm, I'm happy for y'all and uh, keep keep handling your business. And uh, the Bulls, man, the Bulls are back. Wow. I mean, Scotty hey, still going to be able to come to the games, though. Scotty still comes to the games. The Scotty? Ah, I doubt it. I think he fell out. <laughs> he fell out. Uh, because he's not, he's not the ambassador with them anymore. Joe Kim Noah took that. So I think... Uh, wow. So I so think... Joe, Joe Kim may come to the games? Well, it, it, it just happened. It okay. just happened for him to get that. So I'm pretty sure he'll come to the games more often or more appearances more often. Scotty got rid... They got rid of Scotty for that. Um, but Scotty does come around because he was at the Chicago Sky uh, Phoenix Mercury closeout game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I step yeah. out of the shot, but not like that. Wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. As we wrap this up, man, everybody, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Josh M. Hicks Media, and you can follow War Media on all podcast platforms, War on Acre, as well as YouTube, War Media, Instagram, and Twitter, War Media. We got a lot of great stuff coming your way, including this episode of this podcast, where you can get on all podcast platforms plus YouTube. Dwayne, man, thank you so much for coming on my show. I know you're a busy guy, you know, phones blowing up and everything because you're just that dude. But, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out your schedule to talk to your boy and give us that. I, I, I ain't that dude, but the phone is blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not that dude, but the phone is blowing up. I appreciate you having me on, brother. Keep doing your thing and, and uh, keep making it happen. For sure. I, I got to get you. If, if, if you're coming to Chicago when the Suns play the Bulls, we got to link up. There it is. There it is. There Kyle, it is. I guess Kyle can be included. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I appreciate you, man. All right, guy. Be easy. Yes, sir.